0: From deep inside your audio device of choice. Choice, what an interesting concept. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not uh, so deeply immersed in Carnival here in New Orleans yet that we can, uh, or that we will, ignore the week's news. And um, nor, nor will I. The... The underlying theme, there seems to be an underlying theme to this week's news. And I say underlying because it didn't really gain all that much traction in the major media. Um, The underlying theme was uh, adults' regard or lack thereof for the young and the vulnerable. We'll get to that. But the the media were, were concerned, of course, with the Jesse Smollett case. If you're not following that. He's uh, actor, singer on the hit Fox TV series. You can't say those that that phrase a lot. Hit Fox TV series, Empire. And uh, a few weeks ago, as you, if, if you live in this bubble, probably know, he uh, filed a report saying that he'd been uh, attacked by two other two two men, who yelled racial and anti-gay epithets at him, sprayed him with a substance, some reports said it was bleach, and uh, put a noose around his neck, uh, which was a disturbing allegation, of course, and uh, many people responded to it accordingly. This week the Chicago police announced that he was under charges, he was arrested, I believe, yes he was, for fabricating a police report. Now, when he first made his uh, statement, uh, he received fulsome statements of support from the executive producers of his show, the Fox TV hit Empire, and the folks at Fox. And I just want to say, whatever happens, I am inspired and uh, certainly hope that I will get similarly fulsome support from the Good folks at Fox, if and when anything bad ever happens to me, or if it doesn't. The other uh, story dominating the uh, major media this week, of course, they can't help themselves. The expectation dashed near the end of the week that the Mueller report was going to come out next week. It's going to come out. It's going to come. This just in. It's not going to come out. Okay. It's going to come out soon. I think that's the easy one to predict. That's almost as sure a thing as sunrise in the morning. But now you have commentators, legal pundits—sorry about that—appearing on the cable news bubble, who are starting to say, at least they did this week. Well, you know, if 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 he was going to indict, if Mueller were going to indict. People for conspiracy, which is the the legal word for collusion. Um, gee, he sure would have done it before he wraps up his case. And if his case is wrapping up in the next, <laughs> which leaves us, they say, with the question: Why did all these people lie? In other words, they're they're suggesting that if they weren't, li- if there wasn't a conspiracy, they had no reason to lie. And. Um, I just would take this moment to proffer an alternative suggestion. Usually people in an organization kind of follow the lead of the guy at the top. And when the guy at the top has been lying ever since, best sex I ever had, says Marla Maples, that's what you do. Hello, welcome to the show.
1: did to just go down and check out the show they were dancing and singing and moving to the groove
0: from New Orleans, Louisiana, where it's Barkus Sunday. Don't worry about it. I'm Harry Shearer, welcoming you to this edition of the show. And now, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Let me tell you about the bees.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know we're worried about the bees, right? Or we're supposed to be, anyway. They're uh, they're not doing too well. Oh, they make a nice living, but you know what I'm saying. So now comes this. The U.S. government is allowing use of an insecticide linked to declines in bees. The use occurring on two crops that attract bees. It's a system. The insecticide made by our good friends at Dow Agro Sciences, more agro than science, Is not approved for general use on crops that attract bees because of concerns about its effect on vulnerable bee populations don't you know well that makes sense but the u.s environmental protection agency has granted exceptions to that rule well that makes this month the epa issued an emergency exemption for the insecticide sulfoxiflor say it with me now sulfoxiflor for the fourth year in a row that's got to be good this time, it permits farmers to, pray, to spray and to prey sulfoxiflor, say it with me now, on millions of acres of cotton and sorghum, cop- crops that attract bees across 18 U.S. states. Uh, the purpose is to control aphids, your spotted aphids, and tarnished plant bugs. We don't like bugs here. The filing also includes exemptions for a number of other insecticides. Exceptions are often used when a pest has been found to have gained a resistance to another common option. Sold under the brand names Closer and Transform. They need to talk to the guys who, who think up the names for the uh, pharmaceuticals. They're ahead of the game. Dow. Note to Dow. So Foxaflor, no, don't say it with me anymore, was banned four years ago following a lawsuit brought by beekeepers environmental groups and honey industry advocates i bet they have good lunches a federal court voided an earlier government approval citing quote the precariousness of bee populations evident even to a judge and flawed and limited data provided by dow about sulfoxaflor's effects the nation of france also suspended the approval of sulfoxaflor. After a a 2017 court decision citing possible harm to bees, aha, the French, Dow first marketed sulfoxiflor as a more bee-friendly alternative to neonicotinoids. You've heard about those; those are the insecticides that chemically resemble nicotine and have been implicated in colony collapses. Tom, colony collapses. Mm -hmm. However, research found sulfoxiflor functions very similarly. To neonicotinoids Ain't that a a kick in the head a paper published in nature in august of last year found that exposure to sulfoxiflor significantly lowered bees ability to reproduce well now it's just much less fun to be a bee exposed colonies had fewer than half the number of offspring as unexposed colonies it could lead to similar environmental impacts as neonics if used on crops that attract bees in the absence of evidence-based legislation, according to the authors of the paper in nature, or the nature and paper, EPA had previously ca- classified sulfoxifluor as very highly toxic to bees. The agency now describes it as having, quote, low residual toxicity to bees. Some some thinking. They put their thinking caps on. Is, is that what those hats are? After the 2015 court ruling, the EPA approved, reapproved the insecticide the next year this time including it uh, including a ban on applying it to bees <laughs> applying it to crops that attract bees until after their bloom period but the epa administrator has the power to grant exceptions in emergencies there's that word again we're just living in an emergency come on get with it get your emergency powers now uh this permits the application of the insecticide on crops that do attract bees in specific states well All the bees have to do, ladies and gentlemen, it's so simple, is stay out of those states. Can we just... The practice of granting emergency exemptions for pesticides was criticized last year by the EPA's Inspector General, which said deficiencies have existed for nearly a decade in the EPA's collection of data on health and environmental effects. We don't have time for data, sir. It's an emergency. The Center for Biological Diversity and Environmental Advocacy Group described the use of sulfoxiflor, quote, in a time of global insect decline as, quote, beyond the pale, unquote. I didn't see any bees in the pale. They still, oh, all right. That's, we just heard about the bees, ladies and gentlemen. They just pollinate our, our food, you know. That's all. Don't worry about it. Now, a bit of news. of, And I, I think just to um, help the people who can't tell the difference between weather and climate, um, I'm going to have a rethink about the name of this segment. I've, I don't, don't think that I don't enjoy hearing that uh, vocalization on uh, Listen to the Warm every time we do News of the Warm, but I think it may, may, may end up being News of Climate Change before this is all over and it no climate change is shifting the energy in the atmosphere that fuels summertime weather this is indeed about climate affecting weather this may lead to stronger thunderstorms yeah and more stagnant conditions for mid-latitude regions of the northern hemisphere like your north america your europe and your asia no your asia not eurasia don't get excited this is according to a new study from mit scientists report that rising global temperatures particularly in the Arctic, where they're rising faster than anywhere else. Well, on the other hand, they started out colder. Those uh, rising temperatures are redistributing the energy in the atmosphere. More energy is available to fuel thunderstorms and other local convective processes. While less energy is going toward summertime, extratropical cyclones. Those are milder, larger weather systems that circulate across thousands of miles. These systems are normally associated with winds, and fronts that generate rain. You keep hearing about those fronts. Now you know. Extratropical cyclones ventilate air and air pollution. So with weaker extratropical cyclones in the summer, you're looking at the potential for more poor air quality days in urban areas, says the author of the study, who's a grad student at MIT. So don't be going to Beijing in the summer. Moving beyond air quality in cities, he says, you have the potential for more destructive thunderstorms and more stagnant days with perhaps longer-lasting heat waves. Dog days. The uh, study is being published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. So it's good to know they're proceeding. In contrast to more violent <laughs> tropical cyclones, such as hurricanes, these extratropical cyclones are large weather systems that occur poleward There's a word you don't hear often on the radio or on your audio device of choice, poleward. Let's go poleward, everybody. Poleward of the Earth's tropical zone. That's why they're called extratropical. These storm systems generate rapid changes in temperature and humidity along the fronts that sweep across large swaths of the United States. In the winter, these cyclones can whip up into nor'easters. In the summer, they bring everything from general cloudiness and light showers to heavy gusts and thunderstorms. They feed off the atmosphere's horizontal temperature gradient, which is the difference in average temperatures between your northern and your southern latitudes. This gradient and the moisture in the atmosphere produces energy in the atmosphere that can fuel weather events. The greater the gradient between the Arctic and the equator, the stronger an extratropical cyclone is likely to be. Well, of course, the Arctic is warming up faster than anywhere else on Earth. It's number one. That, in effect, shrinks the atmosphere's horizontal temperature gradient. See? Easy. News of the warm. News of the change, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm considering it. I'm having a think. Whatever it is, whatever it's called, it's a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. As is... <laughs> Sounds wacky, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Nike has a new self-lacing tennis shoe, sneaker, trainer. Because, you know, lacing, you know what I'm saying? Lacing, really? The Adapt BB is the name of the shoe. And according to the BBC, it's fallen at its first hurdle. Because the Android app that controls the shoe malfunctioned. Yes, you need an app to lace your shoe. I'm not kidding. Build is the future of footwear. $350 a pair. The Adapt BB launched a week ago, but an update to the Google Android app that allows wearers to loosen or tighten the shoe failed to work. Wouldn't you know? Customers complained that the app only syncs with one shoe. Not at a time. Ever. Ever. The problem, of course, is that uh, shoes are usually worn by humans in a pair. Not a pair of humans, you see. The shoe can be controlled manually, that is to say once a year, using two buttons on the side. Hey, a two-button shoe. But people are frustrated that the Android app fails to work. They'd rather use the app than the buttons. One reviewer wrote, The software update had an error, and now my right shoe won't charge or turn on. To spend $350 on a pair of shoes and not have it to work is embarrassing. Not as embarrassing as spending $350 on the shoe to begin with, sir, I would suggest. App won't pair with left shoe, said another. Paired with sneakers right after unboxing them completely crashed after last update. The Adapt BB, see, here's how it works. It contains a small motor which pulls the laces inside the... You don't want to use your hands. You don't want to use your muscles. You don't, don't be a moon cow. Use a motor and have it controlled by an app. Get smart. Nike claims it has reinvented the shoelace, which dates back to 3500 B.C. before Stonehenge or the Pyramids with this shoe. If only Stonehenge had been moved with an app, the rocks would still be in Wales, ladies and gentlemen. And, wait, there's more. Do you know what teledildonics is? Well, you could um, you could parse it if you know your your, I guess that would be Greek. And maybe a little bit of Latin. Who knows? Anyway, it's internet-connected sexual pleasure products. Sorry to be the bearer of those tidings. Vibrate. Oh, I'm not even going to read these. <laughs> Smart sex toys, though. Reports wired. You're not going to believe this. You're going to find this incredible. They're incredibly vulnerable. Over-exuberant manufacturers who slurp up data. Security flaws that hackers could exploit. Teledildonics, says Wired, can be a privacy nightmare. So this month, Mozilla, the nonprofit group that uh, runs the Firefox browser, among other things, Issued a special Valentine's Day section, a privacy not included guide this year, featuring romantic ga- gadgets like smart beds and teledildonics. According to Mozilla, you want to look out for things like whether the product uses encryption, automatic security updates, strong password requirements, an accessible privacy policy, and a way for the company to manage security vulnerabilities in its products. Those are minimum security standards for connected devices. Mozilla tested 18 of them small fraction of what's out there, half didn't pass muster. Not mustard, not mustard, didn't pass the test. Those that did, only six, were teledildonic. Experts have been, they are experts about this too, I guess. They've been raising the alarm about teledildonic security risks for years, and we've ignored them. I feel guilty. I really, I feel bad. Poor teledildonic security could enable not just an invasion of your most intimate information, but even hypothetically remote-controlled assault, wherein an attacker takes over the remote app of a sex toy without its user's consent. Only Jeffrey Epstein had... Right now, the only confirmed hacks have been done by security researchers studying the stuff experts Wired spoke to believe that the possibility of such attacks... Is real and it and it could be hard to even know if one had occurred. <laughs> it could just be fun. In the Internet of Things, specs space, sorry, teledildonics is one of the biggest threats that exists, says the U.S. policy manager at the adv- 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 advocacy group Access Now. Researchers have demonstrated how easy it is to hack into popular products time and again. These are being produced by companies that have never connected products to the Internet before, says the. Uh, Policy researchers, researcher access now. Most have never had to worry about the pitfalls of big data collection or internet security. The products that failed failed hard in Mozilla's test. <laughs> Take the Vibratissimo Panty Buster. Uh, please, Mozilla writes that this product seems to be made only for those who enjoy the thrill of potentially having their smart sex toy hacked. It doesn't even have a privacy policy. A report commissioned by Mozilla concluded that the Vibratissimo vendor seems to have no regard for security. It allows for remote access without consent. There's no encryption, and it connects via insecure Bluetooth. That's a recurring pain point for Internet of Things. things. The technology has been plagued by poor security from the beginning. What do these guys do for a living, these guys who invent Internet protocols? What security protocols have been put in place to make Bluetooth safer are inadequate or sometimes poorly rolled out. Researchers note that old versions of Bluetooth, abandoned because of security risks, are often still used. Even the newest versions lack robust encryption and have flaws that let savvy bad actors like uh, you know William Shatner uh, within range spy on connected devices. Tele-dildonics. Don't say you don't learn anything by listening to this program, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even, i don't want to he- even hear that. And now, it's news of the godly. Well, you know, the Pope had convened a four-day conference on uh, sexual abuse by priests and uh, ignoring of same by bishops and other leaders of the Catholic Church. It ended today uh, with a very strong statement by the Pope and no concrete action being taken. Francis the talking Pope. Activists in Poland toppled the statue of a prominent Solidarity era, era priest this week amid allegations that he sexually abused minors. No, a priest? That's a protest against what the protesters called a failure by the church and society to resolve the problem of clergy sex abuse. Video footage showed three men attaching a rope, three men and a rope, around the statue of the late Monsignor Enric Jankowski in Gdansk. Remember that? Where solidarity started. They pulled it down to the ground in the dark. The activists then uh, placed children's underwear in one of the statue's hands and a small white church vestment. A lace vestment worn by altar boys on the statue's body to symbolize the suffering of the young people he allegedly molested it is pretty striking Poland in in Poland ninety percent of the population still identifies as Roman Catholic. the church still enjoys significant authority in public life, according to the Chicago Tribune. that position appears to be changing, however, as secularization grows along with the developing economy why that would mean that would suggest the church has a vested interest in People being po- Church leaders have also alienated some Poles with their close ties to the conservative ruling party, which has been accused of eroding Poland's democratic culture and institutions. Accused? They've done it. Just like in Hungary. Welcome to the 21st century. Police detained the three men, the protesters, and opened into an investigation into whether they committed the crime of, quote, insulting a monument. Poland, ladies and gentlemen. You don't investigate the uh, the priest, you investigate the guys for insulting a monument. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And, but wait, there's more news of the godly. Don't think we're through with that. We uh, now shift the focus to Argentina. Why, that's where the Pope comes from. When investigators swept in and raided the Antonio Provolo Institute for the Deaf uncovered one of the worst cases yet among the global abuse scandals plaguing the church. A place, this is according to the Washington Post, a place of silent torment where prosecutors say pedophiles preyed on the most isolated and submissive children. Charges are pending against 13 suspects, a 14th pleaded guilty to sexual abuse, including rape, and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. The case of the alleged ringleader, An octogenarian Italian priest named Nicola Corradi goes before a judge next month. Church officials up to and including Francis were warned repeatedly and directly about a group of alleged predators that included Corradi. They took no apparent action against him. A few details here, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you're not eating. The deaf students tended to come from poor families that fervently believed in the sanctity of the church. Prosecutors say the children were fondled, raped, sometimes tied up, and in one instance forced to wear a diaper to hide the bleeding. All the while, their limited ability to communicate complicated their ability to tell others what was happening. Students at the school were attacked if they used sign language. One of the few hand gestures used by the priests, victims say, was the index finger to the lips. A demand for silence. Says the chief prosecutor in the case, they were the perfect victims. And yet they may not have been the first. Corradi, now 83 and under house arrest, is also under investigation for sexual crimes at a sister school in Argentina, where he worked from 1970 to 1994. I guess uh, that's where he learned his craft. An alumni of a related school in Italy, where he served earlier, identified him as being among, among a number of priests who carried out systematic abuse over five decades. The schools were all founded and staffed by priests from the Company of Mary for the education of the deaf. It's a small congregation that answers to the Vatican, but there are no questions. The victims' efforts to sound the alarm to church authorities began in 2008 and included mailing a list of accused priests to Francis five years ago and physically handing him the list a year later. But it was only Argentine law enforcement that cut off Corradi's access to children when it shut down the school. They say the church has not fully cooperated with their investigation. It's not just karate, ladies and gentlemen. Some years ago, a priest who had died in Milwaukee was revealed post-death to have molested at least 200 deaf boys. And uh, same period of time, priests in Italy, and England also revealed to have molested deaf boys. Boom, boom, boom,
3: boom, 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 boom. Wanna do deaf boys? Boom, boom. In the next room? Boom, boom. Now they're in the closet. Boom, boom. Between me and the broom. Half a dozen deaf boys, boom, boom, Mm, nice little crowd, boom, boom, they can be quiet, boom, boom, and I can be loud, boom, boom, four and twenty deaf boys, boom, boom, take me all day, boom, boom, barely got the time to, boom, boom, eat and to pray, boom, boom, deaf boys. Can't hear me coming. Deaf boys, don't you dare call it slumming Might be a chink in my priestly poise. But how can I resist? How can, how can I, I resist? Boys? Boom, 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 boom. Half a hundred boom, deaf boys. Boom, boom, boom. Got a head steam. Boom, boom. I could be the go. They could be in the team 88 deaf boys One for each key On the piano of my longing They play a hushed melody 150 deaf boys Oh, this could get tight A few dozen in the morning And all the rest at night Deaf boys can't hear me coming boom. Deaf boys got my heartstrings as strong Make me make such a joyful noise boom. Just can't get enough Just can't get enough boy. Boom, 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 boom Now if I had a deaf boy Boom, boom For each day of the year Boom, boom Three hundred and sixty-five Oh, that would be dear How many deaf boys Have there actually been Why not ask how many Dance on the head of a pen The world is full of deaf boys And I'm only one man All that God expects is Do all that you can Deaf boys can't hear me coming Deaf boys got me in and humming A shepherd with a closet full of toys Let's hear it for those deaf boys
0: From New Orleans, this is the Show. And a moment to uh, talk about microplastics. Just one word, microplastics. An investigation by Fauna and Flora International. Who knew? Has found seal pups lying next to potentially toxic microplastics on the uh, beaches of Norfolk in Great Britain, just north of Suffolk. Britain experienced a record winter for seal pup births. That's the good news. But some of their most important breeding grounds are polluted by so-called, here's the word you maybe first heard last week on this broadcast, nurdles. Nurdles. The findings came on the eve of the great global nurdle hunt, which is encouraging members of the public to scour beaches across the world for these polluting pellets. More than 3,000 seal pups were born at Blakely National Nature Reserve in Norfolk this winter. A record 2,000 births were recorded at nearby Horsey. Not horse births. It's not called Sealy. It's too confusing. But a recent field trip by staff of Flora and Fauna International revealed hundreds of nurdles littering beaches near some of the pup's favorite spots. Those are special areas of conservation under the European Habitats Directive. This statute and this protected status has clearly failed to keep them safe from plastic pollution. Nurdles, in case you don't know, tiny plastic pellets produced but melted together by the plastics industry to create new plastic products. Split and discarded by companies in industrial quantities, an estimated 53 billion nurdles end up in UK seas every year, and that's just around the UK. Seals are known to ingest microplastics, most probably as a result of eating prey that has itself consumed them. Scientific studies also suggest that microplastics, such as nurdles, may transport chemical contaminants into the bodies of the marine animals that eat them. This is from fizz.org. The finding shortly preceded the nurdle hunt. Last year, a search of 279 sites in the U.K. found nurdles on 73% of them. One of the most polluted locations, a cove in Cornwall, where more than 400,000 plastic pellets were found. Maybe they were born there. We don't know. You can't prove that didn't So now, ladies and gentlemen, back to the theme of this week's news, adults' regard for uh, the young and the vulnerable. Probably the most uh, undercovered story, and uh, it's easy to figure out why. Stories that get a lot of traction, especially on cable news, are those that um, fit in with the narrative of one or the other two major political parties. This one doesn't. Federal prosecutors under former Miami U.S. attorney Alex Acosta broke the law when they concealed a plea agreement for more than 30 underage female victims who had been sexually abused by a New York hedge fund manager, Jeffrey Epstein. That was what a federal judge ruled late this week. The judge, Kenneth Mara, stopped short of overturning the plea deal He gave federal prosecutors 15 days to confer with Epstein's victims and their attorneys to come up with a settlement. The victims didn't seek money damages as part of the suit. They're now in their late 20s or 30s, but they were a lot younger when they were abused by Jeffrey Epstein. They demanded, oh, it's not clear whether they can demand that the government prosecute him. Others are calling on the Justice Department to take a new look at the case. The case was fairly well known among those who cared. Epstein uh, had a private island in, uh, I believe, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and uh, uh, I think at one time what he bragged was the largest privately owned residence in Manhattan. And he didn't do this in Manhattan, I don't think, but he certainly did it on the uh, on the private island. He invited his he had celebrity friends, including a, a member of the British royal family, Alan Dershowitz, Bill Clinton donald trump and he flew them down to his private island on a plane which was nicknamed by those who frequented it the lolita express the government aligned themselves with epstein working against his victims for 11 years said uh, an attorney for one of the victims or some of the victims Acosta is uh, newsworthy because he's now the Secretary of Labor in the Trump administration. The uh, plea deal was first revealed by the Miami Herald in a three-part series called Perversion of Justice. Epstein lured scores of teenage girls from troubled homes, some as young as 13, as part of a cult-like scheme to sexually abuse them by offering them money to give him massages and promising some of them he would send them to college or help them find careers. Those world leaders, scientists, and academics were friends with Epstein. Acosta allowed Epstein to quietly plead guilty in state court to two prostitution charges. He served just 13 months in county jail, and most of that time he was on six day out of seven days a week. Work release. No comment from anybody yet. Except me. Used to head a
2: hedge fund Used to getting my way When I needed anything It was child's play to pay Politicians flock to money Like pathetic moths to a flame So sharing lots of goodies That became part of my game Did I get favors in return? I invite you to guess Payback for trips aboard the Lolita Express The Lolita Express The Lolita Express Guess you could say I had A wandering eye Other parts of me wandered too Hey, I'm not gonna lie Jeffrey helped my foundation That only earned him some smiles Bring in relief Right down to some Caribbean Isles. So I hung out on his own island, relieving my stress, landing my gravitas to the Lolita Express, the Lolita Express, the Lolita Express. The biggest hit ever on NBC. And Jeff and I were just pals, nothing more. At the top of the tree. Hey, he liked his women. And he liked them young. I always dug action (laughs) with no shortage of hung. So his island became my occasional address. You know, we'd even swing right on the Lolita Express, the Lolita Express. The Low Lead Express, right?
0: Oh yes. One of Epstein's attorneys was Kenneth Starr. I screwed up at Baylor. Now I'm a lawyer for hire
2: Just keeping the fat from Going into the fire Once tried to bring Bill down Now I'm saving his ass And helping Don retain His touch of class Got Jeff on some so-called work release Almost no jail for this mess And I never once flew aboard the the Lolita Express The Lolita Express The Lolita Express Life is a bitch But it's not so bad Still got the island And the Upper East Side pad Still hang with the royals And celebrities galore Though they don't want to be photographed Around me anymore I've still got my looks Hey, I Undress to impress No way I'm selling My leader Express of us are not judges when it comes to attention more is less I never heard that really so pass on the word forget you ever heard
1: about the Lolita Express
2: the Lolita Express
0: Now, ladies and gentlemen, the Apologies of the Week, not including any of those people. Nothing to apologize for, really. A federal judge banned Roger Stone from speaking publicly about his case this week after hauling him back to court for answering about an Instagram post he posted attacking her. Publicity cannot subside if it's the defendant that's fanning the flames, said Judge Amy Berman Jackson making it clear that another violation of the gag order would mean jail for Roger Stone before issuing her ruling. Said Stone couldn't keep a story straight on the stand. Said his apology rang hollow. I am hurtfully sorry for my own stupidity. I am kicking myself, not as much as my wife is kicking me, Stone told the court. He called the Instagram post, which had a picture of the judge next to crosshairs, quote, a momentary lapse of judgment before saying the photo was selected by someone who works for him, which he estimated was about five or six people. (laughs) Doesn't know who works. Oh, he also said that he didn't think there were crosshairs. Aside from that, Judge, USA Today's editor-in-chief Nicole Carroll apologized after a sweeping investigation by papers co-owned with USA Today by Gannett revealed that it was a a survey of yearbooks surfacing all these blackface p- photos well that survey revealed she herself had published a photo depicting people in blackface while editor of the yearbook at arizona state university way back in
1: 1989
0: offending photo for which nicole carroll the editor-in-chief of usa today was responsible was unearthed by the arizona republic it didn't publish the image carroll said she was shocked by the discovery She had no memory of that photo. Today's 51-year-old me, of course, understands and is crushed by this mistake. I want to apologize publicly. As journalists, we must hold ourselves accountable as we do others, and it is important to call myself out, she said, for this poor judgment. Didn't remember who... Oh, uh, Jesse Smollett apologized to the cast and crew of Empire for any embarrassment the recent fracas may have caused, but he maintained he was innocent. The person at the meeting said they were shocked and dismayed that Smollett stuck to his story of innocence. He uh, paraphrased what was in his attorney's statement, blaming the legal system and the media for his woes. Fort Bragg, North Carolina leaders are apologizing for issues such as mold, lead paint, and leaks found in housing on the sprawling Army Post. This follows a story last week, which I didn't share with you, that uh, nationwide housing for... Oh, did I? Now I can't even remember my own show. That's embarrassing. I apologize for that. Uh, military housing in all four services across the country is in poor shape. And the uh, military complained they don't have the uh, funds To fix it, well, this is Fort Bragg. The Fayetteville Observer reports that the private company contracted to manage Fort Bragg's housing. What a good idea that is. Also apologized during a two-hour town hall meeting. Major General James Minge's apologized for not advocating for safe, safe and clean housing or safe and clean housing. He's commander of the 82nd Airborne. Army officials in Congress are looking into housing issues on posts nationwide. But don't worry, it's not an emergency. A Republican lawmaker for Kansas has apologized and removed his name from a piece of highly contentious anti lgbtq legislation after his daughter wrote an open letter publicly shaming him for sponsoring it. Crystal Hyland, the daughter of state representative Ron Hyland, Republican, wrote the open letter to her father on Facebook this week asking him why he would, quote, openly attempt at policy that elevates hate and hurts my family or friends, unquote. Soon after, the legislator admitted that endorsing the bill was a mistake. The bill, I should not have signed on to co-sponsor, contains some hateful language which I do not condone, and it is against our Lord's command to love our neighbors. I have asked for my name to be removed from the bill. The process for doing so is in motion. And he later apologized. Iowa basketball play-by-play announcer Gary Dolphin. Has been suspended through the end of the season after referring to a player on an opposing team as King Kong during a recent radio broadcast. It was probably also heard on the on your audio device of choice. Gary Dolphin, who has called Iowa football and men's basketball games since 1996, remarked that Fernando Bruno Fernando from the University of Maryland Terrapins was King Kong at the end of the game. The number 24 Terrapins beat the number 21 Hawkeyes, 66 to 65 in Iowa City. During the broadcast, I used a comparison when trying to describe a talented Maryland basketball player, Dolphin said in a statement, Released by the university's multimedia rights manager. <laughs> There's a layer of protection. You guys you guys handle this. We'll be over here studying, planting some ivy. During the broadcast, oh, yeah. In no way did I intend to offend or disparage the player. I take full responsibility for my inappropriate word choice and offer a sincere apology to him and anyone else who was offended. I wish the Iowa Hawkeye players, coaches, and fans all the very best as they head into the final stretch of the season. I will use this as an opportunity to grow as a person and learn more about unconscious bias. Stay tuned for the, ha- the halftime show. Apology from Gary Dolman there is a place in Maryland called the Institute, Maryland Institute College of Art. They're um, having an art exhibit right now. And uh, there's a shocking image there, according to the Baltimore Sun, a racist caricature of a black employee of the Institute from the early 1900s, which ran in the school's own yearbook. This is part of a student exhibit at the Maryland Institute. And uh, it brought an apology from the school's president, Samuel Hoy. Hoy, Hoy! MICA is an institution represented by its president, vice presidents, and board of trustees, apologizes for its historical denial of access to talented students for no other reason than the color of their skin and for the hardships to those who were admitted but not supported for their success, said Hoy. He was moved to apologize for the policy after his visit to um, the exhibit by a senior photography student. Uh, there was a um, an event along with that, remembering a would-be pupil named Robert Clark, who apply, applied to the school in 1896, but was barred from attending because he was black, a policy the school maintained until the 1950s. It's still Black History Month. An elementary school in Northern Virginia is apologizing for trivializing slavery after students played a game in a physical education class that required them to simulate moving through the Underground Railroad. As part of Black History Month, students at uh, the elementary school, Madison's Trust, were given a lecture about the Underground Railroad. They were then divided into groups of six and responsible for overcoming a physical obstacle, such as moving through plastic hoops without knocking them over said a spokesman for the school district. It trivializes something that's important, he said. There was an error made here. Slavery is not a game. The game <laughs> the game, was supposed to teach teamwork, communication, and cooperation, according to the school system. I uh, extend my sincerest apology to our students and school community, said the principal, David Stewart. This is contradictory to our overall goals of empathy, affirmation, and creating a culturally responsive learning environment for all. The school system cited privacy laws in declining to say whether anyone involved faced discipline. This happened at a time when uh, the school district is working to improve the experience of students of color in the classroom. Mm. Step backward. Fox News host Tucker Carlson responded uh, this week to a now-viral video of an unaired interview in which he swore at a guest calling him a moron and a tiny brain. He apologized for his use of foul language. At the same time, he defended his spirited reaction as, quote, entirely accurate. I did what I try hard never to do on this show and I was rude, he said. There is some profanity and I apologize for that. On the other hand, it was genuinely heartfelt. I meant it with total sincerity. This was a Dutch historian who came on the show to um, denounce the global elite at Davos for failing to pay taxes, and then veered into a discussion of billionaires running Fox News Channel. I don't know who that would be. Verizon began an email apologizing to customers with, Oops, that wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) After the Pennsylvania Attorney General sued the communications giant for allegedly failing to deliver on marketing promises. Lawsuit filed against the company. Claiming customers were unable to obtain promised Amazon Prime memberships and Echo devices, count your blessings if you didn't get an Echo. If you don't believe me, ask uh, Amazon for the data. And conservative commentator Eric Erickson tweeted: "Newsrooms across New York and D.C. Whoo! Glad we can focus on the Coast Guard nut and stop talking about Smollett. This is the Coast Guardsman who uh, amassed weapons and." had a list of people at uh, CNN and in the Democratic Party he was planning to kill. Then he said he deleted this tweet. It wasn't my intention to downplay or dismiss this story. I have friends who were targeted by the guy. I apologize to those offended. So all you have to do to get an apology out of Eric Erickson is be a friend who was targeted by a nut as opposed to somebody he doesn't know. The Apologies of the Week, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Gentlemen, that's going to conclude this week's edition of the show. The program returns next week, same time, same station, radio wise, and whenever you want it, on your other audio device of choice. And it'd be just like the Catholic Church actually doing something about it. If you'd agree to join with me then, would you already thank you very much. Uh-huh. A tip of the show po, to the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Hawaii desks. Thanks, as always, to Pam Halstead and to Garrett Pittman here at WWNO for help with today's broadcast or thing. The email address for this program, your chance to get Cars Eye Talk T-shirts. Wow, what a great St. Patrick's day. Keep. And playlist of the music heard right here. All yours at harryshearer.com. And me, thank you for asking. I'm on Twitter at the Harry Shearer. Let's go find some nurdles, everybody. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans Flagship Station. Flagship station, I say, of the Change is Easy radio network. So long from the Crescent City.